Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have joined us on the Path this week. Uh, we have some really great stuff, I think, to talk about. Um, Derek gave a great sermon yesterday. Uh, we're going to recap here in just a minute, and then we're going to talk about a couple other things. But I want to let you know right off the bat, you are going to have an opportunity to win a pair of coveted Roger socks. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that, they are socks that have our wonderful next-gen pastor, Roger Stansel's face on them. They will make you stronger. I can attest to it. I've worn them, and they make you stronger. Um, and so you're going to have an opportunity to win a pair of Roger socks uh, in the days ahead. In order to do that, you have to listen to the whole podcast. Yeah, It's a shameless plug, but we're doing it. So um, we're, we're going to have fun with it. But listen to the whole podcast today, and uh, you will have an opportunity to, to learn how to win those here in just a little bit. Um, you can attest to the fact they make you stronger too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I wear it, them all the time. Yeah, it's when, whenever I have a, a strenuous task to do, I always put my Roger socks on, and I'm able to get through it. So. Yeah. Funny side note. Um, part part of that, this is kind of a funny joke, but um, Roger is constantly challenging us. Number one on our manhood. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, clearly he's way more manly. Um, number two, uh, he's always like. Telling us how we, you know, can get healthy or, you know, he's, he tells us he can make us farm, uh, do help us with a farm exercise diet mm-hmm. plan. So uh, Roger is uh, is a manly man. So Roger socks, That's right. they help. They it help. does not get more manly than that. It really doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. So. Um, so, yeah, so this week uh, we looked at Galatians chapter 2 uh, on Sunday morning, uh, the, the first half of chapter 2. Um, and so why don't you just recap a little bit of what we talked about, and then um, we can give some people some handles to hold on to through this week. Yeah, that's the goal, is we, we want to give you something to hang on to, uh, put into practice as you go throughout your day and week. And so, we, you know, we looked at Galatians 2, Paul's continuing his um, diatribe, if you will, of, uh, hey, I am an you know, acquitted by God and uh, called by God, an apostle of God. I've been sharing his gospel yeah. because his his reputation had come into con uh, into questioning by these um, people of the quote unquote circumcision party, yeah. and and scholars call them Judaizers. But um, basically, the whole their whole mo was their, you know, hey, we hear hear all this about Christ. We're excited about that. Great, cool. <laughs> But what about Judaism, and what yeah. about practices of Judaism that we've been adhering to for so long? And so these Gentile, particularly the Gentile converts, are coming in, and no one's telling them, "Hey, now that you you know are a Christian," and basically, I think they they thought now that you're a Jew, yeah. which is not not necessarily what was you know because they weren't even called Christians up until Antioch, yeah. Um, and it was kind of a slur, you know, like, oh, look at those people who were like like Christ. Those little Jesus people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, so now that you're Jews like us, right, or whatever, yeah. then you need to follow in the things God has prescribed all along, particularly circumcision yeah. was the thing that they, they're hanging their hat on that one, right? Um, and so Paul's like, that's not the gospel. That'll enslave you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here to free you and remind you 
because the, the Christians in Galatia, they didn't know any different, you right. know? And so Paul, like, planted the church, you know, God moved, the Holy Spirit worked, saved these Greek um, and, you know, these Gentile people to, and made them believers in mm-hmm. God and, and they're following him and in so many ways. And then these sneaky little circumcision party people mm-hmm. come in the back door after Paul left and went somewhere else and said, hey, we know everything that Paul told you, but it's bonkers. Don't listen to it. Yeah. Paul's not even an apostle. Yeah. Da, 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 right? And can you can you imagine the confusion of those right. Galatians or Gentile believers there that, well, but we were given the gospel. We've been set free. And you, uh, say again now? You want me, you want me to do what? Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I can imagine the confusion. Yeah. Well, in uh, this passage, it says Titus, who was a Greek that was converted yeah. and, and had followed Paul around. Paul was training him to be a pastor and, and an elder in, in churches. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no, nah, I'm not compelled to do that. God didn't tell me <laughs> nope. to do that. God's not speaking yeah. to me like that. Yes. Nope. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd have to agree yeah um so if you don't know what circumcision is uh i would say google it probably not yeah. but ask yeah. a, ask your parents. an adult ask your parents, yeah. <laughs> or someone with some wisdom so <laughs> you know. um yeah it's just crazy that yeah. that's the thing that they would be so concerned about and paul's mm-hmm. like listen these guys they're trick trickery they've infiltrated our ranks you know they they've they they've come in and tried to enslave us and then he says, and this is kind of where we're going to land today, and, and re, I hope give ourselves some handles to hold on to this mm-hmm. week. He's like, listen, this agenda that they've got will enslave you, but he says, we stood our ground. Yeah. We did not submit mm-hmm. to these guys. We did not, and then he goes into Titus was like, I'm not compelled to do that. Um so they, they stood their ground. So we said uh, the gospel is preserved when we stand firm. Yeah. And so the gospel is God's agenda, right? Through Christ, he made dead people alive through mm-hmm. trusting in Christ. It's, it's kind of how we framed it out yesterday. And then other agendas try to come in yeah. oftentimes <laughs> to our lives. And so I thought it would be helpful for us to maybe to kind of first off, Talk about some of the agendas. It's easy for Christians or people who are coming out of darkness into light to jump back into. Like agendas that people bring in or say, well, you got to do this, you got to do that. And what do those agendas look like? And then, yeah. and this is kind of the real handle to hold on to, how do we stand firm? How do yeah. we not give in? How do we preserve the gospel? So yeah. uh, any any ideas from just as you, you know, you're thinking about that, any right agendas jump into your mind that kind of will try to infiltrate our lives right well i think i think first and foremost like the things that the thing that sort of undergirds that agenda is this this sense of superiority oh yeah that like these judaizers had in their minds i'm better than you Mm -hmm. because i've been circumcised Mm -hmm. or i'm closer than god because i've done these Mm -hmm. things that are in the law and it's really it's this really underhanded form of bigotry mm-hmm. that that sneaks its way into the church, and mm-hmm. I would say it's it's still there today. Oh yeah, um, it's yeah. not. We don't argue about circumcision anymore, no. but we argue about oh well, I, I've been going to church and I've had perfect attendance since such and such date, or I read my Bible this much every week and yeah. you don't, and so I'm better than you. And yeah. and the the problem with that, I think the thing that undergirds all of these agendas, whatever we're, mm-hmm. we we talk about, is this sense of self-righteousness that's yeah. so false. 
Um, and and I think that you see that uh, we talked about it in the passage yesterday, where um, like in in verses eleven through fourteen there, where um, uh, Paul opposes Peter to his face. Mm-hmm. He, call, he calls him out on his self righteousness. Yeah. So, well, I'm not I'm not a part of that group. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go sit over here. Um, and um, and I think that the, that really first and foremost that just that idea of self righteousness of I am better mm-hmm. than you and and that's that's such a cultural thing that mm-hmm. we do that I we always try to pit ourselves against each other right you know, how, how am I better than you or oh no he's better than me in this so I've got to do better and yeah and this this pitting against each other in that can play itself out in a myriad of ways mm-hmm. but um, but that's really one agenda I think the, yeah just this this idea of superiority absolutely yeah so yeah that that I agree with you I think that's kind of like the thing that causes it is like the pride really yeah that causes several different things. Another thing that's just at the core of any of agenda that comes in and tries to take our minds and thoughts off of the gospel, the what's mm-hmm. of utmost important, really has a divisive um, aspect to it, right? Yeah. It's meant to divide, right? right? right. And, and sometimes it's the, the superior order, the pride that causes that, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, I, I would say if you're going to test something mm-hmm. to see if it's you know something we should consider or not right what's the, what's the what's the depths of the agenda right if you think about the agenda of the gospel jesus gave himself up mm-hmm. it has no selfishness to right. it at all yeah. he gave him very his very self uh when when the recipients didn't even deserve it yeah. you know so uh, that doesn't hold up right right well, and and it has this unifying effect absolutely there's no, there's no aspect of divisiveness in it so. no abso- absolutely yeah. the gospel unites the gospel brings people together the bible says of every tribe nation and tongue yeah right um in fact paul says that we are one body we have one lord uh, we are one race. We are no longer male and female. We are one in yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, and, and he goes through many, many more. Those are just the ones I can pull off the top of my head. Sure, yeah. So, I, you know, I think that's important for us to, to realize. Yeah, selfishness and division, if that's a part of the agenda at all, if you can kind of look at it and say, what is this trying to accomplish? And those two things are there, you know it's not. Yeah of God. It's not of the the right mentality. Absolutely. So that, that well, can work side as, note yeah, too. It's always it's always sneaky. It's yeah. not like that the agenda whatever it is is not going to come in and say, "Hey, listen, my first and foremost yeah. thing here is I want to divide some people." Yeah. It's always sneaky and mm-hmm. and underhanded mm-hmm. and and um and on the surface it may look good, right. but, but underneath it there's that divisiveness. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think that's a a great point as well. Yeah. That it, it's it's you because know, he says some of, of these people like snuck into our ranks yeah. and As spied, spied on us. Spied, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like so, that's the strong yeah. language that, that like, it's like this is not just like a somebody just walking in willy nilly. Hey, you should follow me. It's like no, no, there was a deliberate oh, planned yeah. attack here oh, yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I think that one of the ways that can work itself out, kind of the selfishness, the division is in legalism, mm-hmm. right? So sure. legalism yeah. says, I can do enough things to earn God's favor. Yeah. Where the gospel says, you can do nothing mm-hmm. in and of yourself 
to, to earn God's favor. Right. You must believe in what Christ did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So legalism says my works earn righteous my righteousness. Mm-hmm. The gospel says Christ's works earn yeah. my righteousness, right? Right. So I think that's huge. Yeah. I think another agenda, the exact opposite of that, and uh, that Paul talks about this all through Romans, but the other side of legalism is is just license. Mm-hmm. That I can do whatever I want to. Cause right. Jesus' blood's going to cover it all, right? Yeah. So I'll just do whatever I want to, man. Just go enjoy life. Jesus will forgive you, man. Yeah, Paul says in Romans should several times, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Yeah. By no means. Right. Heck and, no. And what that, what that really <laughs> yeah. means in the original language is, uh, yeah, heck no is a good way to say it. Or <laughs> yeah. don't let that even be named among you. That yeah. thought shouldn't even be named among you is right. really what that means. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, as most things are, it's kind of, you know, this understanding somewhere in the middle of those yeah. two, license mm-hmm. or um, legalism. Um, I think another thing, and, and we've, we've seen this a lot here, when we make uh definitive statements like someone who is a Christian could never be mm-hmm. this or could never be from a certain political party or mm-hmm. someone who's a Christian could never um, do um, you know could never something 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 we, we've seen a lot of those statements i'm trying i'm trying to think of more generic ones than specific ones sure because i don't want it to even be named among me or us that we're we're drawing some line somewhere i think yeah. you have to be careful when you say hey we're drawing a line somewhere that's that's what these people did hey we're drawing a line that you can't be a christian unless you get circumcised yeah. and it's like uh did god draw that line though right, right right and if god didn't draw that line i don't want to be too quick to draw it ourselves yeah um that's or, a very western thing like it's a very american absolutely. thing of making absolute statements and and the danger in that is that just like these judaizers did they were making an absolute statement where scripture doesn't make an absolute yes, statement right and that that's a very dangerous ground to find yourself yeah in. that's yeah. that's where we need to get now Again, as as well as you mentioned before, there's there's legalism and then there's license. Mm-hmm. Neither are true, but there are inklings of truth in each one. Sure. That's the hard part. Yeah. That's why it's hard to there's kind enough of to make somebody determine. Go, well, yeah. yeah. And so I think what you have to do, and this kind of brings us back to that: how do we stand firm? We stand firm when we make the gospel central. Yeah. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news, right? Mm-hmm. That. God rules all things. Yeah, we sinned. Uh, God provided a way out. Jesus died to purchase it. Yeah, and we must respond to Him and believe in Him yeah. and trust in Him. That's the gospel. That is what is primary. Uh, another thing that will happen a lot of times in various theological circles, and this is what I mean by kind of talking about that division, is we will try to divide. On things that are not primary yeah right right right. and and I've seen this in so many different ways we'll say well you know um, you know you cannot believe blank Mm -hmm. Um, um, but there are uh, Christians who believe those things that are close to Jesus so I'll take one that's been controversial controversial uh, quite a bit and that's uh, really throughout (laughs) throughout the ages Mm -hmm. and 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 um, it's it's been debated and it's going to continue to be debated. Yeah. But that is like you know, 
what what turned turned into Calvinism mm-hmm. versus Arminianism, and it's not, this is not meant to get into an explanation of those. Um, maybe maybe that will happen at another time. We don't have sure. time for this podcast, but um, I remember a famous saying because you had um, you had John or you had George Whitfield back in the um, the Great Awakening, right? Yeah. Who who was a proponent of um, of Calvinism, mm-hmm. and you had John Wesley, and they they were great friends. Yeah, uh, but they kind of veered off of one another throughout yeah. the throughout their lives and ministries, where where John Wesley, you know, fell fell on the other side of kind of that particular debate. Well, it was asked of John or George Whitfield at one point, "Hey, do you think that you'll see?" Because they, I mean, it was it was it was a big debate. Yeah. Do you think you'll Hotly see yeah. John Wesley in heaven? And to which George Whitfield says, "No," and people are like, "Whoa, what?" And he's like, "He'll be far too close to Jesus because mm. he loves him way more, you know." And, yeah. and like he he, I have no doubt that he loves Jesus and has done everything that he could to spread the gospel, and he'll be so close to the throne. I'll be back in the back somewhere. Mm. Yeah. And they, I'm sure it was in some old English way because they were that was from a long, long time ago. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. but that was the gist of it. And so what I love about that, and I think that's what we're trying to say here, is no matter where you are on the theological spectrum, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, where wherever your pendulum swings from one side to the other, um, there are things that are primary that we do need to believe. Number yeah. one, Jesus saves you know, right. God saves through Jesus there is no other way yeah there there are some non-negotiables there are yeah but where there are secondary or tertiary issues yeah. um can we still let the gospel be central yeah. to those to those questions and uh and I think we can so yeah. um any any thoughts there any yeah I think I think that there's been a lot of there's been a lot of controversy through history because people insist on making things that are not primary into primary issues, right. um, and and um, again, that's a, that's a very American thing mm-hmm. to do. That no, you have to believe the same thing that I believe mm-hmm. on this, and the the Bible would not support your position on mm-hmm. that. And I think that um, I think that part part of the problem there is that we have missed the fact that the gospel unifies us. The yeah. gospel is a thing that should bring us together. It should never mm-hmm. drive a wedge, um, and. And it's okay. It's okay for someone to disagree with you. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, if I'm busting your bubble right now, I apologize. But it's okay for somebody to disagree with you. Yeah. Now, again, like we said a while ago, there are there are non-negotiable things about Scripture, about God, about the gospel that there is no question. Yeah, Scripture is abundantly clear. Uh, but then there's other things where it's okay to disagree. You can. Yeah. It, it, there's things that are up for interpretation. There, there are places that very. Um, devoted followers of Christ mm-hmm. differ on there's there's and and that's okay yeah for some of those right you know? and and to your point there is nothing in the New Testament about what political party you should right. uh, should should adhere to or or other other things that we can mention there are some things that just are not addressed in mm-hmm. scripture mm-hmm. Uh, and so for us to want to make or to insist on making absolute statements about things that Scripture doesn't address yeah. that's that's dangerous ground to find yourself in. Well, and we're, we've done similar things to what these Judaizers had done. Sure, you know, not yep. not as severe, um, yeah. but we are tiptoeing in that in that same kind of mm-hmm. th- 
thought right. where where we really need to stand on the gospel that Jesus Christ is the only way to make you free from your sin. Mm-hmm. And as we said, uh, as it was said yesterday, Jesus is enough for us. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have to add anything to him. Yeah. Um, so. so then so then what it we believe that's to be the truth. Jesus is enough for us. What then is the handle that I hold on to uh for or how, or how does that play itself out in my life mm-hmm. this week? That Jesus is enough for me. What, yeah. what does that look like? Well, you know, I've, I've heard some pastors and, and others say, you know, particularly pe- speaking to pastors, is that we have to preach the gospel to ourselves mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And um, for us to, to stay there. Yeah. I, I think that's how we stand on it. Number one, you know, I think, you know, yeah, you should read the gospel. Yeah, read the gospels. Read mm-hmm. about the gospel, fine. But at the end of the day, remind yourself daily, um, Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. Jesus bought my redemption. Um, yeah, I'm not good enough. Right. But Jesus has made me right. He has clothed me in mm-hmm. his righteousness. He has fixed what I could not fix. Uh, and remind yourself of that uh, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, I'm I am not enough in and of myself, but because of what Christ has done, I'm where I need to be. Yeah. And um, so I, I, that's a, a handle I would say, kind of to hang on to. Any thoughts that you have on a handle to hang on to there? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right that just the tr- trusting in Jesus and and um, knowing that that He is enough and that you're not enough is that. That's a huge place to find yourself in and of mm-hmm. itself. That, um, that you, that coming to that realization that you can't earn God's favor, um, that that's going to put you in a real good spot mm-hmm. when, when we can come to that point. And that's the thing that you have to continually remind yourself of. It's mm-hmm. not like you get to pastor level and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm good with that now. No, no, you have to remind yourself oh, yeah. of that every day. I have to remind myself of that every day that uh, I cannot. We'll never be able to do enough that God goes, oh, okay, Jason, check out this guy over here. Look at him. Yeah, that, that's never going to happen. You know, it's never going to happen. That it, it's always, it's always, always, always. I plead the blood of Jesus. Yeah, I plead the blood of Jesus. I, yeah. I, I can't do it on my own. Yeah, I need, I need Jesus. And, and um, I think that's a that's a good realization and mm-hmm. truth for us to understand. Yeah, and and I would say, and you know, we we spent more time on this than we said we would, and that's fine. Yeah. Um. But I, I think this is this is helpful. So um, this week it was reported on that um, Ravi Zacharias right. was um, found. He's already passed away, so this is all done posthumously. Uh, but it was found that he had um, treated women badly through um, basically sexual sexual misconduct. Yeah. Um, prior to his death, and really decades worth mm-hmm. of, of that. Yeah. So why don't I say that? Why don't I bring that up? Well, from some of the reports, and it's, it's kind of disturbing to read, but I would encourage you to do it because I think it helps us to see where you can get off on this, where mm-hmm. you're not standing in the gospel, you're standing in something else, is that somehow Ravi thought he was something, that God had made him something, and he used his position and his power 
to misappropriate his influence yeah. in people's lives. Yeah. And so to me that means he was not preaching himself the gospel to mm-hmm. say you are not good. Right. Nothing about you is good enough, but Jesus died for you anyway and he's what's yeah. made you good. Yeah. And so I think that's huge, especially because a lot of times people assume that people in leadership or spiritual leadership or pastors even uh, get to some point where they've like become God's man mm-hmm. or God's person. Yeah. Um, and God's gift to the world. Yeah, God's yeah. gift to the world. Yeah. And that that's just not the case. God's gift to the world is Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. God's gift to the world is the blood of Jesus shed for me. Yeah. That is what makes me who I am if I'm anything. Yeah. And what I love about Paul, because he recognizes, he says, yeah. <laughs> he says in this passage, he says, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I've talked to some people that are recognized as leaders. If you want to call them that, because that's not what this is about. Yeah. This is about Jesus. He even had to remind the apostles James, John, and Cephas, he had to remind them, this is not about you. And he says, uh, he even says that some suppose them to be pillars, you know? And he's like, Jesus is the pillar, you know? Mm -hmm. These people are just mere men. And that's why he comes to Cephas and calls him out and says, dude, what are you doing? You are taking people's focus off of Jesus and what that matters most. And so... Paul would say, I think, with that handle that we can hold on is, it's about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus has done it all. He's the pillar. He's the foundation. He's everything. And we, we, we are not that. If you're looking today, to Jason and I, to be your spiritual guide, quit. Quit. Yeah. Jesus is your spiritual guide. Mm-hmm. I'm not a priest. Yeah. You can't confess your sins to me, and somehow I've got a connection with God. I gotta, I gotta go to Jesus myself, right, for my own sin, for my own confession. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is everything to us, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the handle I would say. Yeah. Hang on to because Jesus, that's Jesus. Huge. yeah, Jesus huge. is the handle. Hang on, to him. and that's what this is all mm-hmm. about. We find mm-hmm. freedom through Christ yeah. and Christ alone everything else enslaves us that's right you done gone to preaching this morning brother look out look out (laughs) yeah no i love it man i love it you're so you're so true so true well listen at the at the risk of an awkward transition (coughs) um we talked at the beginning about the fact that you would have an opportunity to win a pair of roger socks um and as you can tell by Derek's hat um he is a huge braves fan as am I. Yeah. Love the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and so we want to ask you a trivia question. And the way that you can respond to this trivia question is twofold. You can either email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life or you can comment on this uh, podcast or uh, YouTube video. And um, what we say? The, how about the first two? Well, so I think what you could probably do is um, you can... Pull all the correct entries mm-hmm. and put them into a randomizer. There we and go. the one who wins mm-hmm. wins. So, so what you're gonna do? Randomly drawn. <laughs> yeah, all all the people who respond correctly um, will uh, will will get to have an opportunity to win. Uh, and we're, here's the trivia question. So, if you're anybody who grew up uh, in the late '80s, early '90s, you know the turnaround the Braves made, uh, like the '91 oh, season, yeah. worst to first. So, I mean, gosh, so it's just great stuff. And they won the World Series in mm-hmm. 1995. Beat the Cleveland Indians. Fantastic. Beat a stacked Cleveland Indians team, by the way, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, prior to that, 
the Braves won the World Series twice. Um, so the question is, when was the last time that the Braves won the World Series prior to 1995? So if you could answer that question um, correctly, we will put you into our randomizer and you will have an opportunity to feel the strength of Roger Sox. So, yeah. Nice. At the risk of another awkward transition. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, you know, we told you we're going to follow up on the, the sermon each mm-hmm. week. Uh, it's supposed to be shorter than what it was today, but it's not. So that's, that's just right. what it is. Sometimes the spirit the, moves. That's man. the beauty of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. It is... Uh, uh, a medium to which you can flex. That's so, right. um, but we we're also going to do a little bit today to just kind of recap. And in the weeks to come, there, there'll be another kind of segment, if you will, where we do some fun stuff, some kind of silly stuff, but mm-hmm. also meaningful stuff, discussions about various and sundry things. So, yeah. today, what we'd like to do, because uh, we're making a transition this week, this mm-hmm. Wednesday, Tammy Pence will be teaching mm-hmm. our Wednesday night advanced class um, on our One Another series, mm-hmm. and um, she will be on, um, is it Forgive this week? Uh, I, I believe that's is. correct, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're talking about how the New Testament talks about how Christians should um, love one another in various ways, and one of those is to forgive one another. Mm-hmm. Tammy's going to tell you about that. I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun, so yeah. it's going to be great. I'm excited. Uh, tune in online. This Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. You can also join us live if That's you right. want to. In uh, the sanctuary. In the sanctuary. Yep. And so um, we encourage you to do that. In the past two weeks, though, I, I've, been, I've shared uh, on love one another and submit to one another. And so we thought we'd do a little bit of recap there, mostly just to kind of get your appetite whetted for Tammy, but also to go back. These things are retroactive. You can go back and watch... Mm-hmm. Uh, those and I would encourage you to do that yeah. if you haven't. I th- think this is meaningful. It's, uh, we're talking about eight characteristics. There's 31. There, there's a bunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there's 59 times uh, the New Testament tells us we're as a command, command yeah, commanded to, to love, love one, one another. It tells us a hundred times how to do something to one another. But there's kind of it boils down to 31 different characteristics. We're looking at eight of those this series. Mm-hmm. And it's characteristics of how to be a thriving church family. And that's what it's all about. It's the church, the body of Christ, loving one another, living together. Mm -hmm. uh, What a novel idea. Yes, absolutely. It really ties in (laughs) to kind of what we've said a little bit uh, today Mm -hmm. in the the previous um, segment. Um, So I shared those two. Any, Any particular insights that you drew from those to begin with? And I can... I can mention some too, but anything? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, the, the idea of loving each other, um, I, I think it's something that we all know that we should be doing. Um, but unfortunately, so often it is something that we just completely overlook or we block out of our mind. Uh, and it and it turns into, it, if we block that out of our mind, that's going to put everything else in our life and community in Christ off Uh, Mm -hmm. off track Um, because if we don't love one another we are never going to submit to one another right if we don't love one another we will not forgive one another Mm -hmm. we will not honor one another we will not encourage one another all of those things Um, we have to genuinely love one another and that's not just not just in lip service Mm -hmm. it's genuinely we have to love each other because if we don't 
we're we're just people passing in the street. Yeah. Uh, and that is not how God intended it no. to be. He intended for us to be a community that is based first and foremost on the gospel, but then secondly on our love for God, which plays itself out in us loving others. Right. Uh, and so, um, so I, I think that it, it's so foundational. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage you go back. It's on our website. You can go to uh, LaFayettefirst.life/watch, or you can go to our Facebook page, and it's archived on there to see uh, the stream from a couple of weeks ago when when we talked about loving one another because it is vital uh, for us to be able to move forward in our Christian walk to th- that we love one another. It's, it's so important. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, and it really is because. You know, we, we, in that first one, I try to set some foundation work. Number one, for relationship, right? That's, that's why this is mentioned so often. We were created just as human beings for relationship with God, relationship with others. Mm -hmm. As Christians, we are put together to be one body. We talked about that a few months ago. Mm -hmm. One, we have one Lord. We have one spirit that resides in us that Mm -hmm. baptizes us into the faith. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we are intended to be in relationship, and relationship is what brings about unity, which is desperately needed for us to be on mission that mm-hmm. Christ has called us to. Yeah. Oftentimes, though, in the world, um, you know, unfortunately, Christians have been uncharacteristically uh, unloving, you know what yeah. I mean, uh, rather than particularly to, toward one another, you know? Right. Um, you know, I, I know of a church that you know just about split over the carpet color you mm-hmm. know yeah uh and and kind of silly things like that and you know i get it you know i mean we get really passionate about certain things you yeah. know and, and that's that's okay but again is the gospel central not those other things right and then are we in relationship with one another um and so the first one we talked about was love mm-hmm. i think that's foundational too i was trying to set a framework for the rest of them because if we don't love, you can't do anything. You can't forgive. Yeah. You can't submit. Right. You can't bear one another's burdens. You can't care for one another. Yeah. Um, um, and so, I, you know, I think that's huge. Um, the second week, uh, which was just last Wednesday, uh, I took on the one about submit, which is, you know, we kind of shy away from talking about it. We don't like the language of submission. Yeah. Right. Uh, but really what it boils down to is that, we're all called to mutually submit to one another, um, yeah. and not any of us count any of ourselves more prominent or higher than the others. Um, yeah. It is it is God has placed us here to uh, to love Him first and foremost um, because of what Christ has done, and then also to love each other and to be uh, unified in that. Anything stand out to you about submit uh, in particular? Or? Yeah, I think that you're right that it that is something that we we struggle with because we fail to realize our love for one another. Yeah. Um, but there, there's this sense of um, it, that we always it's a daily battle to battle against pride for mm-hmm. us, and um, and I think that when we when we are winning that battle against pride, then mm. submitting to each other is not as big of a deal. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but that that submission it's not. Like you said, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But um, you, you had mentioned last week that it, it's not about like uh, a lording over mm-hmm. or a considering yourself as less significant than someone else. No. It's just um, understanding God's organizational structure mm-hmm. that He has placed uh, over creation, but then also 
um, it really it's funny because submitting and, and honoring one another really are kind of intertwined mm-hmm. that I I submit to you I submit to you specifically as my pastor um, in, a, in a way to honor you as the posi- honor the position that God has put you in um, it doesn't mean that you're better than me um, it doesn't mean that you are more important than me mm-hmm. it just means that God has placed a structure here that I submit to and therefore I honor you by submitting to that um, to that authority that he's put here and and I think that um, f- you know our culture is so is so adamant on you are the most important thing mm-hmm. and by you I mean any individual mm-hmm. you're the most important mm-hmm. thing nobody is more important than you mm-hmm. no one is over you so if that's all you're hearing all day long, yeah. if that's what you're being inundating with, then when you come to something where it says submit to one another, you go, excuse me? Yeah. No. No, that's not happening. Um, and and it's on surface on, on the surface, yeah, you could look at it and, and bristle at that. But um, if you really understand what, what God is telling us to do here, it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. uh, in, in, the, in the context of, of uh gospel-based community yeah and i would say even though that there is that hierarchical structure right and it's even an ordained in scripture you know that, mm-hmm. that some are elders some are deacons sure. and there's a leadership um, gifting there and that it should be used it's primarily meant to be used to serve yeah absolutely. and jesus is our example ephesians 5 says submitting to one another in the fear of christ mm-hmm. we see that christ is our example well what did christ do <clears throat> he submitted himself he did he got on the floor man yeah took the job of the lowliest servant in a yeah. home and washed his disciples' feet to show, look, guys, you know, earlier, James and John, you and your mama came up to me and were like, yeah. um, which one know, of us who, is better? Which one's the better one? Um, here I am, savior of all creation, you know, yeah. the Messiah, God mm-hmm. himself, son of God. Yeah. I'm going to submit myself. I, the son of man didn't come to uh, rule mm-hmm. he came to serve yeah now there will be a day jesus rules but he gave us that example of what submission should look like yeah he didn't he, he didn't need to submit to us right but he did yeah and so i would say even as a leader to kind of go to what we were talking about before where oftentimes spiritual leaders will kind of come to this point oh, i'm god's man you know yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to do god's bidding and you need to listen to me and do mm-hmm. as i say that's not the way God intended it. Right. I'm supposed to also say, yes, but I first and foremost submit to Christ. Right. And then second of all, I submit to you all and serve you. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that too, and I didn't want to get into it on submit because Kim's going to talk about serving in several weeks. Yeah. But uh, you can't serve mm-hmm. if you're not willing to submit. You're and it's not just. Right. Yeah. It's not just your jo- you know, uh, to use your example earlier, it's not just your job to serve me as the lead pastor. Oh, sure. yeah. In fact, I would say that's not your job at all. Your job is to serve Christ Absolutely. and yeah. to acknowledge that Christ has called me in this role, but my job is to serve Christ and my job is to serve you and the congregation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's, 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 uh, it's never meant to lift somebody higher than anyone else absolutely yeah well and that's the thing i think that we we look at that submission because we have we've seen the example in media Mm -hmm. in history where there is one person who has set themselves Mm -hmm. above everybody else you will all submit to me no um and that is not what scripture says scripture says it's mutual submission we're all submitting to one another yeah as we as we all submit to Mm -hmm. jesus and um and i think that you're right that that it Submission is a thing that 
um, again, it it is the precursor to mm-hmm. lots of other things in uh, in these one another's that that we'll get to in the weeks ahead yeah. on Wednesday nights. So. Yeah, cool man. Well, yeah. so all that to say is we gave you a little taste. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, we that's our encouragement. Yeah. I mean, we put this content out to serve you to to help you uh, grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like good about it, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, is you know, I, I'd love to get it out as to me, to many people as we can. Yeah, uh, I'd encourage you. Hey, you know, during this time, if you know somebody that you know is trying to find a church home, trying to connect with a church body, um, give us give us some of these things. If you think the content's good, recommend it to them. Yeah, um, you know, or you know, get together with a small group of people and discuss. You know some of the things we've discussed. We actually have uh, discussion questions that will go out um, with this content. Um, if you'd like to use those in a small group or in your family yeah. this week, that will help you just kind of dive into what we talked about this week uh, with the service um, on Sunday and other things. So um, the content abounds, mm-hmm. and we encourage yeah. you to avail check yourself that out. of it. Yeah, yeah, and pass it on as well. That's right. That's right. And pass this podcast on as well and connect with us. We'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. uh, and get to, you know, to hear what you have to say and your suggestions yeah. uh, as well and what, what content you'd like to uh, see and interact with. So. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Again, you can do that at, you can email the path at lafayettefirst.life. I encourage you to do that. You can comment on the podcast, on the video, on YouTube that comes out on Thursdays. Um, but uh, we thank you for joining us. I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us next time as we continue down the path. Have a great day. See you.